<laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show that's on in the morning. Uh, we have we have got Troy's in shambles out here. Uh, Troy is just Troy is not prepared. To take the garbage out last Hot night. Mess. That's really all over the place. Really not doing well today. <laughs> I'll say that much. Uh, we have got a very good show here for you today. Yeah. Uh, on the line with us right now, and we are going to talk to him in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we've got former fire chief uh, Scott Bullard on the line. Um, very interesting situation. A, a situation I got to tell you, I'm very confused by uh, what yeah. happened to the former fire chief. He was not on the job very long. And uh, it, it turns out, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, and we'll, we'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes, but it turns out his, as I, as I understand it, his resignation was made public before he actually officially Turned resigned. Yeah. Right, which I don't know how that happens, but we're going to get there. Uh, we're going to get there. It's going to be a very interesting show. We've also got some more local news to cover, and uh, we will get to that with you uh, here in a little while. Let's take care of some business first. I want to uh, let you know that our friends at Bozard Ford Lincoln celebrating 74 years here in St. Augustine in Northeast Florida. Bozard Ford Lincoln is here for you. You can experience their extensive selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, quick and quality servicing, and uh, their parts and accessories shop, which is second to none. Second to none. Second that to means, none. Yeah. This means the best of the best. That does. Of the best. means they are not second place. Dude, seventh in the country. It's huge. No one's above yeah. them. It's kind of a big deal. We're not by those big metropolitan accounts either, so that's big. That's right. It is It is a really big deal. They're yeah. always doing great things, winning awards, because they're good at what they do, man. Uh, and You can also make sure and grab a signature burger at Ford's Garage. We would recommend the 904 burger. It's got that peanut butter on it. It's Absolutely. Great peanut deal. Butter. Great deal. Uh, they offer services from home delivery to company fleet servicing. At Bozard, Ford, Lincoln, your family is their family. And they are driven to inspire. Stay tuned. Big announcement coming soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very exciting. So exciting. Well, it's nothing to have a devious laugh about. Well, that's, it. that's how I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's my conquer the world Very guttural. Yes. There. <laughs> what are you going right. to do today, Pinky? You had- <laughs> wow. That was good. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Also, big shout out to our friends at Fidus Roofing, Great Expectations, Realty and Auction, Chiba Hut, Toasted Subs, St. Augie's Pizza, BHF Insurance, Amara Medspot, Griffin Service, Chris Luceo Bail Bonds, and Volano Vibrations, who we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, but first, I do want to introduce uh, everybody at the table with me. Troy Blevins, Davey Hartzell. We got Clay back behind the glass today. How you guys doing? Ah, we're great. It's Friday. Weekend! Yes, it is. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Friday. Oh, man, it feels good. God, it feels, feels good. feels good to go into the weekend. Yes, Definitely. it does, sir. Clay, how you doing this morning, man? Good, Pete. How about you? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you very good. much. Um, uh, before we talk to Scott, we are going to uh, get to our normal procedures here very quick. Uh, Troy, question of the day. All right. Question of the day is at what point, like if you were given this salary, and you didn't have to work again. Mm. What's the number that you go? Okay. I'm never working again. Salary, like money per year. Yeah. Like, is it 50,000? Is it 75,000? You're, you're pretty much where you're at right now. Yeah. And someone says you have to retire. What's the um, the lowest lowest possible amount? I don't. Know. I gotta tell you, just because I've of worked. inflation and right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, I don't think I could ever retire. I, I, I get too yeah. bored no, not working. You, I can tell you, I cannot. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've tried. So, uh, but I will say, just because of inflation, and we don't know how how much our money is going to be worth in fifty years when I plan on dying. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to go with a lot more than I would have to go with. 
I'd have to go with 700,000 just to protect wow. myself okay. from future inflation. Okay. I was just to protect yeah. myself and make sure I'm comfortable. Yeah. My mind was 750. Yeah, yeah. 750. Yeah. yeah. See, money's not going to be worth anything in 50 years. I don't think years. I have that much life left. So I think I'm less than that. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not worried about it. I, yeah. think I think mine's less than that. Okay. Uh, okay. 20K? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I'm getting more than that from the state. God bless you. Uh, <laughs> um, Clay, what about you? I was going to say like 150, but I'll go like 250 for inflation. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, All I, right. I think, wow. I'm about, I think I'm about 150 to 200. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll so, see what people have. Uh, Andy says one million. I like Andy's answer. Yeah, there you go, Andy. Yeah. Just go make it a round yeah. number. Get the wow, hot we're asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, right? <laughs> Put it out there in the world. What do right. they say now? Manifest it. Manifest it. what you want. name it and claim it. Yeah, yeah you still got to work for that. By the way, you can't just say you want something and it just shows. It. <laughs> you got to work for it. Um, all right. Good question of the day. I'll be looking for the responses there in the comments. Uh, quick check of the weather, Troy. Foggy. That quick check of the weather brought to you by Great Expectations Realty and Auction. They can sell your home, your business, and everything in it. Check them out at geauction.com, gerealty.us. We now go to Clay Blasser for our quick traffic report. Clay? Also foggy. Foggy. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Can't see very far. Nope. Can't, yeah. see very, can't see very far in the car either. It looks like a Wiz Khalifa concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doesn't smell like one, I can tell you that much. Yeah. They also started more construction on US 1. So. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. one lane. Super Dude. convenient. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. convenient. It was one lane coming northbound. Awful. Awful. Uh, okay, that traffic report brought to you by our friends at Amara Med Spa. Are you tired? You sure do look like it. Uh, look no further than Amara Med Spa for your skin revival. Their unmatched expertise and luxurious ambience sets them apart and in a league of their own. They have personalized treatments and rejuvenating facials designed to bring back your youthful radiance. No one in town comes close. You have high standards, and so do they. Start your journey to a more beautiful and vibrant you at theamarmetspa.com. A lot of great specials going on right now, by the way. Check out their social media, uh, their Facebooks, and I believe their Instagram, too. Mm -hmm. If it's yes, on sir. Facebook these days, it's usually also on Instagram. Yeah, they sync up. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. TheAmarMedSpa.com. Also available on Threads. Okay, Threads. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we are uh, going to uh, get to our special guest right now. Um, pleased to introduce you to former Fire Chief uh, Scott Bullard. And uh, Scott, thank you for joining us this morning. We really appreciate your time, sir. I understand you're, you're out of town uh, getting ready to watch a football game. Yeah, that's right. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm actually up here in Knoxville, Tennessee to see my volunteers play tomorrow. Oh, nice, man. Okay. Um, hey, I want to I want to dive right into it uh, with you here, Scott, because I got to tell you, we uh, talked about this earlier in the week and I was just yeah. perplexed. Like none of this seemed to make any sense. So maybe you can help us make this make sense. Maybe it still doesn't make sense to you. I don't know. Yeah. But uh I want to start with your resignation letter, because basically the first news we got was that you had resigned and, and you're only uh, just a few months, a handful of months into your uh, career as the fire rescue chief. So I want to start with this resignation letter. I'm going to read this uh, for the audience who, who may not have seen it, and then uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, so it says you wrote to, uh, Miss Joy Andrews. It says, Miss Andrews, it is to my dissatisfaction that I submit my resignation as fire chief of St. John's County Fire Rescue. My last day of employment was October 3rd, 2023. Due to unforeseen circumstances beyond my control, my resignation was recommended by county administration. I'm forced to resign from this position, having done 
nothing to cause detriment to the fire department or the county and having done nothing to that could be perceived as immoral, unethical or illegal. My separation is not a result of any type of disciplinary act. I'm grateful for the time I spent with SJCFR. The experience and opportunities that have resulted from my career have been invaluable to me. Uh, upon my resignation, the county has agreed to provide me with 90 days of administrative leave and pay, along with the payout of my uh, accrued leave balance, according to the county administration code. I'm currently awaiting supporting documentation for that fact. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me about your. Uh, talk to me about your career with the fire department. Uh, as I understand it, 21 years, model firefighter. Zero disciplinary actions, well-liked. Um, talk to me first, I guess, about your time with the fire department. Then now we got to where we are now. Right. And it's actually 22 years. I've 22. 22 I years. apologize. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't short me out of one more year. That retirement's coming up. FRS counts. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh, well, last Monday morning was the first I had heard about, you know, any type of, uh, dissatisfaction with me from county administration. So I went in for my normal Monday briefing like I do every other week. And, uh, instead of Brad Bradley meeting in Brad Bradley's office, like normal, I met in the, I was directed to the conference room and, uh, Joy and Brad walked in and, Told me that they were going in a different direction with the fire chief position. And, and did did they give you a reason at that time? Was there a reason at this at this meeting that they gave you for this? Because it just seems odd to me that there was there wasn't even like, hey, let's talk about what you did wrong here, what they were dissatisfied with. It was just like, well, they perceived one mistake and and you were gone. Well, I asked exactly that. I said, what did I do or what did I not do? And Joy told me that, you know, did nothing wrong. You're a very strong leader. You have good integrity and you uh, have open and honest communications. Well, those are good things, right? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I would think so. You know, and she said, yes, but the um, timing is not right for me to be the fire chief right now. And, and Scott, I, and, and there's always, and, and I was in a very similar situation. I, I walked in, I knew, I knew I was getting gone. So, uh, I, and I knew what I did to get gone. Um, but, um, there's so many rumors that go out when you're in a high profile position like this. And I, I know you've, you've heard quite a few of them. Uh, one of the things that I got, uh, from sick people is you, you had some pushback. Um, and, and I'm going back to Bobby Hall days and stuff like that. And he had, he had some trouble also with, uh, some of the union, uh, decisions that they did and you didn't, uh, line up with exactly the way they wanted to line up. Uh, was there any, any truth to that that created some of that pushback that created it more of a political situation instead of a performance thing? Uh, I believe, you know, the union, uh, the executive board of the union, was a big player in this. Uh, there have been a few uh, disagreements, I would say. I mean, it's mm -hmm. you know, we had contract negotiations, so anytime mm -hmm. that happens, there's going to be, you know, a little bit of not, friction not, there. But yeah, people sure. aren't always going to get their way. Yeah, sure, that's natural to negotiate. Right. I and mean, that's what a negotiation is, right? Yeah. A little bit of a disagreement. We come to an understanding. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And just you know, typically involved with negotiations, you have compromise, and in this case, there wasn't. 
a willingness to compromise from the other side. So, um, without getting too deep into it, I'll leave that part right there. But sure, sure. Um, but yeah, it's this is there was no specific reason given for me to uh, you know to not have this position anymore, and I, I think a big part of that ties back to. You know, who appointed me, and that was Hunter Conrad, and it was mm-hmm. not Joy Ooh. Andrew who appointed me. Ooh, very interesting. Um, so let's go back to when you were first appointed. Tell me what the process was like when you first took over. Was there any mentorship? Was there any sort of training for this position? Did anybody uh, kind of show you the ropes on on how this position is normally uh, undertaken, how, how, how this job is normally done? Well, aside from the training that I sought out on my own prior to, you know, going through the interview process, I've been, I've been training, you know, and, and seeking education on this my entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but no, once I took over, it was essentially the keys are on the desk and that was, mm-hmm. that was the pass down. We had to figure, figure it out as we were going. I was able to select my, uh, support staff. My administrative staff surrounding me, which was a huge benefit to me, uh, because you know I had some very capable people in those positions. You know, I did a reorganization, got the right people in the right places, and we were making really good progress. Um, you know, or at least I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, let, let's talk about some of the issues that uh, uh, that was kind of that that were kind of used uh, that I've heard in the media. That uh, that the county kind of said that this this doesn't work for us. Uh, the uniforms. There's been a lot made yes. about the uniforms. Yes. Uh, talk to me about the beef with the <laughs> uniforms. I don't understand what's going on because it sounds like your department wanted to make a switch. It sounded like there were some issues with the current uniforms that a lot of people were on board with with making a change. Talk to me about the uniform situation, please. Right. So the uh, current uniforms we're wearing are made out of a material called Nomex. It's a flame resistant material and any material that's flame resistant is going to have PFAS chemicals in it. And those are the forever chemicals, the ones that actually leach out into your skin and can you know cause cancer. Yeah. Firefighters have a high, high enough risk of cancer as it is, you know, without adding to that unnecessarily. So it was, was a, uh, a mutual agreement to shift away from those type of uniforms. Uh, as part of that process, we ordered, uh, we have what we call a labor management committee. It's comprised of members of the union and members of the fire rescue administration. They're the, that group is who makes you know decisions like these or makes recommendations for stuff like this. So we had, you know, I'd say six or seven different styles and types of uniforms that were out for two to three months that were being wear, t- wear tested by members of our department. And when, June of last year came around. We had to, or this year, I'm sorry. Um, we had a new hire class starting and we both sides agreed administration and the union agreed that we didn't want to outfit these new hires. There was 24 personnel. We didn't want to outfit them in the Nomex uniforms. We wanted to get something, you know, because we're trying to move away from that. So mm-hmm. at that point, the current, the current uniforms that are in question that are a cotton polyester blend, they were receiving the most positive feedback from the, you know, people that were field uh, wear testing them. So we agreed to purchase, you know, uniforms just specifically for this new hire class, uh, let them be further, do further wear testing on the uniforms. And then, you know, at some point we would, 
move towards making a decision on what our final decision is going to be on the uniforms. So, you know, in order to do that, these uniforms weren't compliant with the contract language. So we had to have a an MOU, a memorandum of, of understanding, drawn yeah. up and signed uh, to allow this. You know, we couldn't have even purchased these uniforms or or distributed them without this agreement between the county and the um, union. So everybody so I, agreed I on these. That, everybody agreed on these. It sounds like. Yeah, the uh, I mean, if you look at the the MOU, uh, Dave Stevens, the union president, and Hunter Conrad are the two people that signed off on that. You know, so I'm again, I'm getting blamed for this, but my signature's not on there. Mm. Wow, uh, that was, wow, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't realize that side of it. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, the uniforms are the uniforms are agreed. I, I, it seems like this was a better move. It seems like everybody agreed about this until recently. <laughs> As just another kind of Correct. perplexing part of this story. Um, uh, uh, let me let me move on, and and we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, other things have been said about Hurricane Idalia, and uh, right. uh, talk to me about uh, they're claiming inadequate staffing levels, uh, things of that nature. Um, talk to me about the situation as you saw it uh, with Hurricane. Idalia, uh, and and kind of what they're claiming and right. what your response is. Right. And I have not seen that entire report yet. I've heard, you know, um, a couple of people brought up to me and said, mentioned some concern, you know, what it's some of the things that it says, but I have not seen that report. Uh, but yeah, due to, you know, uh, from what I've understood, uh, the concerns they're addressing aren't valid because we, use the same hurricane staffing plan, the hurricane response policy that we've had for years. I mean, we, hurricanes aren't uncommon here. We, we do this every year and we have a system that's tried and tested. It works. Why would I come in and change anything? So we followed the same uh, thing we've always done. We had everybody in the right position. We had two out of our three shifts were activated. So we had two thirds of our department that were at work on standby where they needed to be with all the equipment and the apparatus that needed to be there. Mm. Uh, the thing with Adelia is we were on the outside of the cone of, you know, impact. So there was, yeah. there was literally not much to do. We were standing by, but what I will point out, if you, do you have a copy of that report? Um, um I don't know if I have it in front you, of me. Uh, that okay, I, well, if you, I mean, what I can say about it is, uh, uh the, People who were interviewed per se for the uh, to give the feedback on this inquiry from uh, Brad Bradley. If you look, you have Sean McGee, who was now the fire chief, Stephanie Whaley, who was now the assistant fire chief, Mike Kazort, who is now the operations chief, and then of course Dave Stevens, who's the union president. So. Um, <laughs> you tell me if uh, they had motivation behind. Any of their comments? Mm, yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting side of this that I also did not realize. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not really this publicizing just, all of this stuff. No, which is which is why I wanted to have you on this morning and really get this side of the story because um, you know we've heard kind of what the county wants to have out there, and uh, you know we we talked about that information, we put out that information. But uh, it it just seemed like there were pieces to this story missing. Um, so, again, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of fill in these blanks. But I got to tell you, 
It's still not. It's still not making sense to me. No. I mean, it's still not adding up <laughs> to me. Yeah, me um, <laughs> well, I, I, right. I can tell you, it's one of those situations. You know, uh, when you're too close to the head of the snake, mm. that's that's when the injuries happen. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like you got caught up into s- some other stuff, Scott, uh, from a, from a guy who's been a whole life in government. Uh, you 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 might have been too close to the head of the snake and. Uh, you know, the, the, and that's, that's the reason I asked the question. It sounded like it was, a um, a political, uh, decision more than a, uh, uh, performance decision. Correct. I mean, and if you look, you know, like I said, I got called in there. I left my meeting at 10 o'clock on Monday morning, uh, you know, having been told that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told Joy that, you know, I, I said, because I was given the option, you know, resign or be terminated. Mm-hmm. I said, look, today is, I can't make a decision like that today because today, that day, Monday, was the anniversary of uh, one of our firefighters who took his own life last year. Mm-hmm. And so it was already, it, it was a dark day to begin with. And then, you know, I had that dumped in my lap. And I, wow. I said, you know, I just, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the mind space to make a decision today. It'll have to be tomorrow before I mm-hmm. uh, can, you know, make a decision. And she said, okay, that's fine. Tomorrow's fine. So I left. And then, you know, a couple hours later, she sends an email out to the department uh, internally uh, that said, you know, I resigned that morning and here's the entire new command staff. Whoa. But you hadn't resigned. You hadn't resigned. They put this, as I understand, they put this out to the press. I mean, they really sent this out as if this was your official resignation. You were under emotional duress. Mm -hmm. You took the time, you took the leadership to step away for a second to make not make this decision irrationally. That is not right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, That's yeah. Not yeah. Right. 30 minutes after, yeah. 30 minutes after the internal memo came out, the public media release came out. And, you know, it was, you know, at that point, I, I mean, I, had to, I hadn't even told my wife yet when, Whew. you know, the first release came out. So wow. you know, it was. Wow. Uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That's that's really embarrassing. Yeah, yeah so that's it, dirty, man. With yeah. with your career, you you said 22 years. Is it all with the uh, FRS? Yes, yeah, all, all right. the same. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a, a little professional advice, and you don't have to take it or you can take it. Make sure they write that check to you in December. Okay, because okay. I can tell you right now, because it's your your retirement has everything to do with it. If it goes into January, that doesn't help your average for your last year. Gotcha. Let's okay. t- let's talk a little bit about retirement because you you're only a handful of years away from what what would be your official retirement, correct? Correct. I could retire in three years. Um, and it's, you know, obviously, obviously can't retire before then, and I didn't wasn't planning on retiring in three years, but I want to at least reach that mark. So that's an option. Wow. Yeah. So, so no, and, the, and the reason I say that, Scott, is, is you know, that's it's going to create your average. And, and for the audience out there, FRS, the way it works, it's uh, the average of your uh, best five years. Mm. So if he gets that extra three months in this, it'll create his best five year. Oh, so okay, that helps gotcha. his average. Now, gotcha. Scott, you, you know, obviously, ho- hopefully, you yes, land, land yes. somewhere, land somewhere else in an FRS, and FRS is a great retirement program. Um, but that's the reason I, I say that is because if it moves into next year, then that doesn't help his average uh, for for uh, an annual salary. Okay, 
So okay. that, that's that's the reason I was saying that. Oh. I'm just trying to trying to have your back for a guy who went through it. Right. <laughs> um, and well, I read that you indeed well. do want to revert back to uh, battalion chief. Um, we don't have to Correct. go into the minutia of why that was, but uh, I, I believe you communicated with Joy Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- it, it, one thing that I read, which was kind of surprising to me, um, was that she basically said, uh, you basically said, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to resign. And she kind of said, well, we'll we'll find a reason for you to resign. We'll we'll resign for you and we'll find a reason to do that. Um, right. That must have been a shocking right. statement to hear. Well, it was, and that was Tuesday afternoon, but there's some events that happened before that as well. Uh, initially, I asked on Monday morning, I asked if I could revert back to battalion chief. Okay. Uh, because I was, still in my prob- I was still in my probationary period as the fire chief, and our mm-hmm. contract allows for a reversion back, you know, if you're still in your probationary period. Um, she said no, because that would make people uncomfortable to be working alongside me. I said, These are the same people that I've worked side by side with for 22 years and never had any problems. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And so I, you know, um, I was, you know, upset clearly. Um, I, you know, went home on Monday. I, I composed an email to her. Uh, I also sent it to the all five commissioners Monday night. Uh, just kind of giving an over, overview of the situation and how I felt about it and what I thought I you know, deserved the opportunity to revert back. Well, I got a phone call from Joy at 7.30 Tuesday morning. There was also, once this news started happening on Monday, there was uh, many, many people who were upset by this in the department. Uh, they all planned on Tuesday was a commission meeting. There was a group of probably about 50 people that were going to go and speak in public comment in support of me. Uh, a lot of people that uh, sent emails to the commissioners and to Joy, you know, in my support, you know, trying to help me keep my employment. Mm-hmm. And she called me at 730 Tuesday morning. Uh, this was the morning of the commission meeting. And said, we need to talk about your email you sent last night. I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. And she said, well, um, you know, so... I've already gotten phone calls from a commissioner and from the sheriff this morning. You know, this is, there's a lot going on. She said, so let me get this straight. You want to revert back to your battalion chief position? I said, yes, that's what I want. You know, I want to finish out my career. She said, well, we can make that happen, but you need to stop your campaign. I said, what campaign? I don't have a campaign going. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in shock. And she said, well, you've got, a lot of people that are making phone calls and sending emails on your behalf and you know, it can be very damaging if conflicting information gets starts getting out. So the only conflicting information I'm aware of is you telling people that I've resigned when in fact I still have not resigned at this point. And so well if you want a chance to revert back, you know, you need to make all of this stop. So <laughs> So you get a bunch of support, no. you get an outpouring of support. And again, you're being blamed for doing something wrong here. I mean, this is almost comical oh, at this yeah. point. If it wasn't such a serious um, and, and really tough situation for you, I mean, this would be hilariously disrespectful. I mean, this is just, this is, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I mean, and, and there's, it gets deeper if you want to go deeper. There's, there's more to this story, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please um, continue. Yeah, I mean, the floor yeah. is yours, sir. Okay. So, 
you know, that same morning, this is prior to, you know, because public comment typically happens around 11 o'clock, 1130, somewhere around there. Well, people are still planning on going. They're, you know, trying to get things together. They're all going to go. Well, there was a phone call made to Union President Dave Stevens, and it was on speakerphone, so it was overheard by people. It was from Commissioner Sarah Arnold, and mm. she told him that if people start showing up in my support, it'll be to my detriment. It'll force her hand, so I have to reveal the information she has on me. It'll be very damaging, and I'll never be able to find a job in the state of Florida again. Right. So first off, there is <laughs> what? I, I will. I welcome any type of inquiry, investigation, look into my history. I've got nothing to hide. There's oh nothing out there that's damaging to me. So at that point, Dave starts calling multiple, multiple people. I mean, and there's there's tons of people who will vouch to this because you know, he called multiple people um, and was telling, relaying that information to them. And then... Uh, Sarah Arnold actually reached out to several people directly, told them the same thing, and also said that, elaborated on it, that this had to be, all of this had to be kept quiet because there was a, another commissioner, who I'm not going to mention, that would try to use this information to prevent uh, Joy from getting her full-time appointment. And, <laughs> this is, you know, this the, is all politics. Yeah. yeah. It's all politics and, you know, and, you know, the intimidation worked. I mean, people kept calling me. They were really concerned about, you know, going, you know, to show support or to speak or whichever, mm-hmm. um, because they said, you know, they were fearing for me. And I was like, hey, I welcome yeah. it. You know, I have nothing to hide. And I have nothing to fear. So, you know, bring on any type of investigation or inquiry. And again, you're a guy who and, went 22 years in the department, and as, as I understand it, not one single disciplinary action, correct? Correct. I don't have any discipline in my file, and, you know, I've always done, you know, I've had to further my education and, you know, do everything that, you know, possible to make myself a, a better firefighter. I mean, and, you know, I've taken tons of leadership classes, and Leadership 101, you know, you if somebody is doing whatever kind of behavior it is. Uh, and if you don't step in, if you don't intervene and correct them, provide either, you know, some, some direction, some corrective action, the person is not going to know that they're doing anything wrong and they're going to continue to do it in that fashion. I mean, there's been nothing said to me in the 10 months that I was, uh, or nine months that I was, um, either interim or, you know, appointed fire chief. Uh, there's, and none of that happened, you know, brought to my attention. So, you know, I'm, you know, from as far as I know, I'm doing a good job. You know, morale was up at the highest point ever that I can remember in the department. We're getting, we're saving tons of money for, uh, for the department or for the county, actually. Uh, and we're making, just making progress. And then all of a sudden it's, it's gone. You know, and then, you know, and real quick, I'll go back to that Tuesday. Um, the phone call I had with Joy that morning, you know, I got a phone. I said, well, she said, well, she'll reach out to me to, to set up a meeting. Um, I got called at three 30 that afternoon, uh, request for a meeting with Joy at five o'clock. So five o'clock, I show up at County admin, uh, met in a conference room with Joy and, uh, HR director, Lillian Hutchinson. And when Joy walked in, she said, we need to talk about your resignation. I said, 
I thought we were here to talk about my reversion to uh, battalion chief. And she said, um, well, first you need to resign from your battalion chief. I mean, for your fire, uh, first you need to resign from the fire chief position. Mm. I said, well, me resign doesn't make any sense to resign when I'm just going to revert back to a battalion chief. I'm not going to resign my employment. Right. Um, and right. At, at that point, she told me that they had talked with their attorney and uh, their labor attorney, and they rec- the attorney recommended against me reverting back. I said, well, why is that? And the two reasons she gave me were it's not a common practice, which is not true. It's very common practice in departments all over, uh, Jacksonville being one of them. And you're still in your probation um, period. That's that's a very key correct. component. You're still in your probation period. That, that that component is very very key to what you're re- requesting. Yeah, just because it's just because they correct. say it's not common doesn't mean it's illegal. Doesn't mean it's breaking any rules. Just because they say it doesn't happen often doesn't mean it doesn't happen or can't happen. Yep. Right. And it's outlined in our in the collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> um, and then she, you also use the. Um, reason again about it would make people uncomfortable um, saying that, you know, because I was part of contract negotiations that people might have hostile feelings towards me. And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I was not involved in contract negotiations. I was forbidden to be a part of contract negotiations by county administration. Lillian Hutchinson was the lead negotiator on the county side of the table. Mm -hmm. I was not in the room a single time during negotiations. So, it's, um, but at any rate, she said it wasn't going to happen. I'm not reverting back, yeah. and that's when I said, "Well, what happens if I choose not to resign?" She said, "Well, we'll be forced to terminate you, and we'll figure out a reason why." Didn't even have a real reason at the time. And we'll didn't even have a, a real reason. reason. We no. will basically Wait, said we will in Florida make up a reason. In Florida, you don't have to have a reason why. That's just, okay. That's, well, that's that's still, that, still, that is no. that is true. That's a true statement. You don't have to have a reason why. Still, she didn't have why, a reason at the you? time of her saying this. There was no actual reason. <laughs> right. And she said, "We'll make up a reason." Yeah. We'll co- we'll come up with a reason. Right. That is a stupid rule in Florida. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So look, this this career was your uh, this career was your whole life. Look, maybe the uh, the county felt like uh, there were uh, there were reasons they didn't want you there anymore. Twenty two twenty two years. years. Maybe you're not the perfect Here's- fit for fire yeah. chief. Okay, fine. Um, but I don't hear anything that warrants taking away your entire livelihood, especially a handful of years no. away from retirement. You filed a grievance uh, that said, in part, you yes. believe your rights have been violated, specifically Article Eight, Section Eight Point Five. Uh, which you say entitles you to regain your old position with the fire department. Um, Correct. And uh, it, it sounds like you don't want to leave the department. Uh, it sounds like you you never really wanted to leave the department. <laughs> your you're, family. You're giving up. Well, you're giving up a lot just for those three years, and uh, you know for the rest right. of, for the rest of his life. So you're giving up a lot for those three years. And Scott, I, you know, I I can I can you know, feel for you exactly. Cause I loved my job for 20. I, I was 22 years. And on the 23rd year is when, when I no longer was with the County. Yeah. So I, I can tell you, I loved my job for 22 years. Um, I had a County administrator that I had a conflict with. Um, and you know, it was one of those things I'd already reside to the fact that, okay, if I don't, if I don't retire right now, they're going to fire me in six months. I know those conversations yes. went through your head. But he didn't even see this coming. Okay, let me finish, please. Okay. Okay. Um, 
So I know those went through your head on that Monday morning and the conversation you had uh, with your wife. Uh, at what point, because I know, I know this happened, at what point were you like, oh, screw this? Um, you know, why, why am I getting, cause you know, you've, you've worked there and given your entire life for all that time and it's completely, and we want you to know from our side, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. And, and, and Absolutely. that's, that's, the, that's the thing I want to make sure we get to you is your time was appreciated. And that was very important for me to hear from other people, uh, that we appreciate your time, no matter mm. how this falls out for you. So. Well, thank you for that. Um, to answer your question, I still haven't hit that point. I mean, I still it. love yeah. the fire department. I love yeah. the people that, I mean, it's, there's been a constant outpouring of support from members of our department. And that's what's helped get me through all of this is knowing that, you know, they see through all of this. They know mm-hmm. who I am and, you know, they still support me. And that's, you know, so that's kept me going. And that's what still is pulling me back, you know, to the department. I, I want to, go back and work for the department, work for this community and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, give what I have left to give for the next, you know, however long, I mean, three years is just a benchmark to get, you know, where I'm eligible to retire. I yeah. had no plans on retiring. Uh, I love what I do mm-hmm. and I love the people who I do it with. Uh, Scott, what's next? Um, you know, what happens, what happens from here? Um, if you get your job back, if you don't get your job back, what are you looking at? Uh, well, if I get my job back, that's the ideal circumstance for me anyway. I love being a battalion chief. It was you know, a great position in the department. I'll go to that and do that happily throughout the rest of my career, however long that is. Um, if I don't get my job back, uh, I'm going to have to you know, seek out something with another local department you know, who's under FRS, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know, basically start over um, you know, at you know, close to 50 years old, you know, um, start over. It's man. Yeah. Well, go, go balls. I'm glad you're getting some yeah. time away from all this craziness. So you get to go uh, enjoy your favorite football team, man. That's, that's at least, that's at least got to be a, a shining light this week. Get to hang mm-hmm. out go watch some football, man. Get away from all this craziness. We're happy. Mm-hmm. You at least get to do that. Um, Scott, thank yeah, you. I bought these, bought these tickets like six months ago, and it couldn't have been at a more perfect time. So, yeah, you, I you, bet you needed it. I bet and you deserve it. Uh, Scott, thank you, sir, not only for joining us for uh, this morning, but for helping us clear up this situation, helping us try to understand this situation. And again, thank you so much for all of your service here to so many of us here in St. Johns County. Um, and please, if there's if there's anything else you'd you'd ever like to come on and discuss, uh, the door is wide open for you, my friend. Um, uh, and we just thank you so much, and we really hope this works out in the best possible scenario for you. We really do. Yep. Well, thank you so much for that, and thank you for allowing me to, you know, elaborate on the series of events because there hasn't been clearly they've been restricting what's been going out, and I just you know I think it's. I think the people of the of you know the fire department and of the community need to be aware of what's going on. So yeah. thank you yeah. for this opportunity. Yes, sir. We fully agree with that. Um, Scott Bullard, have a have a great time out there in Tennessee, and uh, 
we're hoping for the best for you. We again, we we appreciate your time, there, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. Yep. You too. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Wow, man. So I mean, and and that's that was the whole whole thing. It was political. It wasn't performance. Yeah. And yeah. and you, it know, sh- and you this, should not lose your job over politics. And, uh, well, unfortunately, when you're in that type of job, it happens. Yeah. And it's part of the risk of being the boss. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean it should it, happen. Yeah, but no, it doesn't make it right. And but that's that's part of like, uh, you know, he he made a a very early statement early on. His appointment came under Hunter. Right, right. Okay, yeah. And that that already is going to put a little bit of a mark on you, um, because there was reasons that happened why Hunter lost his job, and you know it's it's being too close to the head of the snake. Mm. So it's just, it's something, you know, it, it's, um, is that would, something that you strategically plan for in your career then professionally? No, like, right, you can't. You, you, when you take that job, you hopefully understand that that's part of the risk. Like, like there's people that were at, uh, you know, at, uh, directors here and then they took a job as an assistant county administrator. Mm-hmm. Now when Hunter gets gone, a lot of times what happens when that happens they get rid of all the assistant county administrators. Last time, that's what happened. They got rid of pretty much all of them, you know, that were underneath Mike Wanchak. Yeah. So it's being too close to the head of the snake sometimes. And I'm not calling Hunter a snake. It's it's a it's a figure uh, of speech. It's figure yeah. of speech. Yeah. I know what you mean. But that's uh, that's the part that really is a danger, uh, and it works in corporate the same way. You know, if they get rid of the CEO. Sometimes the CFO's the closest person to him. That person goes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's unfortunate. Uh, it sounds like there's some political uh, push within the organization uh, because that reorganization, the timeline that I heard from Scott, they already had communication with the people below him. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't know. <laughs> so I mean that that that's that's the one that yeah kind of really catches me is like you know i i knew when it was happening to me and what what was happening you know in my disagreements my stubborn stubborn ass is part of the reason why i got let go but i knew i was doing the right thing yeah scott felt like he was doing the right thing uh the only part that bothered me is like his people didn't give him a heads up right you know, right that that he was that, in the dark that, that was uh that was one that i didn't realize he got shanked so yeah, you know. uh, this is just absolutely no way to treat somebody who put their life on the line for 22 years yeah. to serve St. John's County. Especially being Did it loyally requested to go back to a battalion chief. Yes, I, I mean, and he's fully within his right to do that, fully within and, the law to do and, that. And we don't, I mean, we, we just did an interview live and, you know, it, it's, um, there. I guarantee you there's more stuff to it, but we, it, it, it's, you know, sometimes when it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's it's a duck. I mean, there's there's definitely some flaws in this. It's so. it's just it's still not completely clear to me. Maybe maybe we'll get more information that comes out, but boy, it just doesn't doesn't sound like a fair shake that Scott has gotten. Yeah, it just doesn't sound like it to me. Uh, and I hope St. John's County does the right thing and at least gives him his battalion chief to where he had no discipline. He was never in trouble. Never had yeah. anything against him. Uh so it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but we do appreciate Scott's time here this morning, uh, helping us fill in, fill in some blanks in this very, very important story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I got out of what, 
but I really wanted to hear it's it's it wasn't performance based it was politics and yeah. and you know uh, the union has power uh, in a lot of ways yeah. and I think there's some other things where there was conflicts and he he wasn't a, a part of the negotiations but uh, his opinions were expressed through the county negotiations so just to be clear he was saying it was the HR that was doing that Uh I guarantee you, I, I I was at the county when they did some of these other negotiations. The chief had a say in in those, and Possibly. and I that's that's I think there was some more to that rub than what we're hearing in this, and and I think that, like I said, I think it was politics over uh, over performance. Well, I I hope the right thing is done at the end of the day. That's all I can say. But we will uh, we will move on, and we appreciate the insights from the former fire chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, gas buddy, gas report time, huh? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, drop in the comments where you are seeing the best prices for gas. We would appreciate it. A lot of other people would as well. Uh, we've got the Sitco at the top of our list right now at three thirty three. I'm sorry, the Sunoco at twenty one ninety nine North Ponce or three thirty three this morning. I think that's their cash price. The the Sitco's cash price also three thirty three. The Shell at two sixteen Ponce Leon Boulevard they're three thirty five. The Mobile and Circle K eight hundred South Ponce also three thirty five. Uh, your Owens at seven eighty South Ponce three thirty five as well. And uh, we've got the gate on Mizell Road at three forty nine. Tim says Costco three oh five three oh five this morning. That's that's nice. We're creeping on down there into the two ninety nine range. Uh, all right. That uh, brought to you by our friend uh, Chris Lucero at Chris Lucero Bail Bonds. Uh, available for you 24-7. The number one name in the bail game here in St. John's County. If you get in trouble, you go to jail for any reason. Uh, Chris will get you out as soon as humanly possible. Give him a call. 904-822-BAIL. That's 904-822-2245. All right. We got some live music happening today and tonight as well. Joe Lee at the cellar upstairs at 1 o'clock. Josh Tennessee Worthy at pin 39 at 1. We got Mike Cook, the Backyard Island Cafe at Meehan's at 1. David Watt Besley at Aunt Kate's, 4 o'clock. Juan. H-U-A-N. Juan. Juan. Pin 39, 4 o'clock. We got the Argaya, Dewey Vaya in the band at the Fish House and Oyster Company at 5. Rob Peck at the Oasis, 5 o'clock. Jim Aselta, Schooners, 5.30. Contact Buzz at DJ's Clam Shack, 6 o'clock. Denny Blue at Guy Harvey, 6. Eddie Pickett, Mellow Mushroom at 6. Just this is like a sing-out-loud list. Mm. Uh, musical Chairs. Oh, that's, oh, that's, a, that's a good name I love for that a band. game. <laughs> yeah, there's no place to sit. <laughs> Standing room only. That was always too rough. <laughs> uh, Davey's punching kids. Yeah, I was definitely really threw yeah, my wow. hip into that. Yeah. <laughs> musical Chairs of Prohibition Kitchen at 6. Maybe they're just playing musical chairs. I don't yeah, know. Maybe it's that just would a be fun. Yeah, chair. great fundraiser. <laughs> who, who can survive? Uh, Vinny Jacobs. At the Oasis at 6. Committee at the Cellar Upstairs at 6. Uh, Dyer Davis at Colonial Oak. This is part of the Dogtoberfest. Cool. Raise funds for ALS Acres. Nice. I understand. Uh, Josh Tennessee Worthy at Krabby's at 7. The Space Heaters at Pierce Pub at 7. Glory Tributes at Arnold's, 8.30. Mm-hmm. A. Allen Dalton and Terry Campbell at the Milltop at 9. And then True Phonic, Prohibition Kitchen at 10. Why do I feel like you've worked with Truphonic before, Clay? Because I have, and I am tonight. Okay. Oh, All right. Good. There, well, there Great. you go. Bye, Clay. I drink. I'm a psychic, or I just have a bad memory that I don't remember remembering that he had before. And also, the musical chairs are great. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Great. All right. So okay, they cool. are a band. They're not just playing musical chairs. No, they're a band. Okay. okay. <laughs> great name. I love it. It is a great name. I love it. I also love our friends at Griffin Services. Your home's comfort is their top priority. Griffin had a great talk with Tom yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's cool. They specialize in AC, plumbing, and electrical services, plus unique offerings like standby generators, water softeners, and gas work. Uh, they're the home of the free service call and upfront quotes. You can experience fast, friendly, and affordable service seven days a week. Just give them a call, 904-500-2653. And our friends at Fidus Roofing as well. It is hurricane season. It is the best time to get your roof inspected. You want to do that today. It's a good idea to do that today. Have those damages documented and know where you stand. And if you've got something dire up there that, that could put you in a lot of trouble during a storm, you want to make sure you have a company that you trust to fix it. That's Fidus Roofing, local company, over 15 years. All their employees live right here in St. John's County. We absolutely love them. You will too. 904 355 Roof. They do favors. All right. All right, man. Hey, I do want to uh, mention uh, the Haunted Jail. Sheriff Hardwick's Haunted Jail. Yes. Coming up. I believe that starts next week. Yeah. I think, let me, I'm trying to find a link here. I actually had the flyer in front of me and now I don't. Um, but I think that starts next week, Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's two Fridays and Saturdays Getting uh, in a row. So let me see. Haunted Jail. Here we go. October 20th and 21st. And then the 27th and 28th from 6.30 to 10 p.m. Uh, it's a lot of... Boy, people love this haunted house. Mm-hmm. People really, really love they this They go house. all out for it. So much fun. Yeah, man. It's a great time. And the sheriff's office loves doing it. I mean, they take a lot of pride in building this every year and uh, scaring the crap out of people. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They it's really fun. It's their like therapy. It. It's really yeah, nice. I, I, I think it is. Yeah, they I really think it is therapy it. for yeah. them. <laughs> Food trucks, face painting, bounce house, all that good stuff. They're going to have it out there in addition to, of course, the haunted... The haunted jail. It's going to be a good time, man. A lot of fun. So make sure you guys get tickets for that. Uh, you can do that at uh, the if you go to Eventbrite and you search for Sheriff Hardwick's I got haunted it. house. Link in comments. Link Sweet. in comments. Perfect. Good Thanks, job, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Good deal. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, you guys want to do a Florida Man Friday? Yeah, sure. Okay. Lift us up. Something Florida Man Friday. Friday. Stupidity. Well, let's hope this lifts <laughs> us up. Jeez. It may not. I haven't read this yet. Uh, Florida Man caught on camera breaking into jail. Breaking in to jail. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's not the best move. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see what happened here. In a bizarre incident in Lake County, a man, a homeless man, Michael Ray Few. Uh, was caught on surveillance cameras breaking into the Lake County Detention Center. Oh, my God. Few is 41 years old. He can be seen in the footage using an X-ray security machine <laughs> portal to enter the facility. What? Uh, Clay, we got to try and find a video what of this, man. I think Clay's here, probably Michael? already on it. But, jeez, what? Uh, uh, to, to enter the facility, he initially set off a metal detector when he walked through it, prompting him to hide. <laughs> <laughs> just, just he so just walks per- through and he's like, this now is, I'm going to hide. Yeah, this is so perplexing. Not that they have cameras around the, the jail Of course anywhere. they do in every single oh, room. Gosh. He looks like the kind of guy who would break into a jail. Does he? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just looking for friends. There you he's go. He's crying. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I just wanted to be back home. Few then, I think there is a video of this too, Clay. That uh, that I, I did. I think I did see this video now that I'm video, hearing about this. <laughs> It was very perplexing. Uh, he attempted to go through the metal detector multiple times, taking a daring dive headfirst into the x-ray machine's conveyor belt. 
Okay. Wow. I didn't see that part. Wow. He crawled through it and emerged on the other side, uh, gaining access to the jail by opening an apparently unlocked door. Uh, so he dove through the thing where you put your bag through or you put your right. keys through yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he really wanted just, to get in. I'm so confused. There are, there are easier ways to get into jail. I mean, you could just stand out in the parking lot and piss in a bush. Right. And you'll go to jail. It'll be much easier than this. What was yeah. he? There was a, did we have a motive here or no? I, I don't know. Let's see. I wonder if he has a cousin or something he wanted to visit. They say his success was short-lived as deputies quickly apprehended him. Yeah. He's literally in their house. Yeah. They slammed him into the, uh, slammed him into the ground, used a taser, placed him under arrest. So his end result was still good. Okay. Well, you didn't want to get tased. No, he wanted. He wanted to get back. Oh, he still. Yeah, he still went to jail. Yeah, yeah he wanted to be back in jail. <laughs> During a search, they found a meth pipe. Shocker! <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, they found a meth pipe reportedly found on few after his arrest. He was taken into a healthcare facility for a mental evaluation. I think that's probably yeah. the, probably the best idea. Mm-hmm. This video's having trouble loading. It Might looks like. Strap them down. Uh, it's, it's the whole entire thing, so I'm trying to scrub. Oh, 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 oh okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Oh, there he goes. Right through it. Okay. Whoa. Did he go through there on that one? Jeez, man. What they... He's like hiding behind <laughs> stuff. <laughs> he like dove behind. Really thinks he's doing Mission Impossible. Does he think he's going into a bank? I mean, is <laughs> <Right>. he just <laughs> This is the easiest. I mean, th- there are so many uh, more easier ways to get inside of jail. Yeah. He now faces several charges, including burglary of an occupied structure, uh, felony criminal mischief, battery on a law enforcement officer, and introducing contraband into a secured facility. His bond has been set at $27,000. As of the latest reports, he remained in the hospital. Mm. Sounds right. like he's got a lot of mental yeah. stuff he's got to get through. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Got to work that I out. I think so. Yikes. All right. He's definitely a Florida man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. won that award. Number yeah. one on our Florida man list. For He's now, like, for sure. well, I bought my meth at the jail last time. <laughs> right? See if I can get hided <laughs> in this. Just trying to get back to my dealer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not the way to do it. Not the way to do it. Maybe call Chris Lucero and bail your dealer out. Right. Yeah. Bail your dealer out if that's you need to way. talk to your dealer. <laughs> Gosh. That's a rough one. Um. All right. Let's. Uh. We are just about out of show time here, man. How do you want to check the comments? Right? I'm gonna forge through the fancy findings of the Friday Florida persons in the comments. <laughs> all right, sir. Uh, as you do that, I will remind everybody that our friends at Bates Union Floyd, uh, they've been providing insurance and peace of mind for businesses and residents in Northeast Florida for over 40 years. They specialize in all types of insurance, specifically in the areas of homeowners insurance. They have a small, dedicated staff to work directly with you. Christy is our local St. Augustine advisor, and she brings a passion and knowledge of insurance to the table while specializing in all your personal insurance needs. Call or stop into their new office, conveniently located in South Park. Get a free assessment of your current policies, 904-794-5455. Also, our friends at Volano Vibrations. Great event happening on just... uh, about a week. Yeah. Just about a week. From 10.30 a.m. to dark, you can jam out to five of our local favorites. There's going to be a DJ out there setting the mood. Uh, you're going to have tons of great food options from Italian to barbecue out there. Quench your thirst with everything from waters and sodas to cocktails. 
It's going to be a blast out there. It's a whole lot of fun, man. Out there at the North Shores Community Center in St. Augustine. Go to VolanoBeachFL.com. Get those tickets. They're only 15 bucks. The best. They're only 15 bucks for a great event. That's unbelievable. All going to a good cause as well, benefiting the Volano Beach community, which is growing and just becoming more beautiful by the day. Volano Vibrations. What you got, Troy? All right. Uh, first off, Bucky's two ninety seven. Really? Yeah. Two ninety seven. Um, uh, Kathy and Robin, thank you for the stars. Great interview with uh, um, Scott Bullard. There. Uh, appreciate all the comments that people are going. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see how that one plays out. That one's not over yet. No, no, it's not. No, yeah, it's not. Good. Uh, what do you got for Stardom Stat, sir? All right, Stardom Stat on this day in eighteen twelve. On this day in 1812, our smallest president, uh, James Madison, he was five foot four, probably didn't weigh 100 pounds. Wow. Tiny, tiny guy. Uh, He's decided he's declared war on England because they keep uh, trying to hold us down and they were uh, basically pirating all our ships that were going out. So Mm. they kind of forced us to declare war on them again in 1812. Well, England owned and control Canada. James oh, Madison. Still do. Still really do. Yeah. James Madison says, I'm going to invade Canada. Oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> this is the day that Canada was saved from the United States. On this day, if this doesn't, if, if Sir Isaac Brock doesn't stand his ground at Niagara. Okay. That's where all the troops were at. Wow. The U.S. would have taken over all of Canada. Oh, man. We don't want it. Thank God. So we just, it's, Canada it's, one sucks. Of those, it's one of those moments in history that kind of got away from us. But we would have had all of Canada. Wow. And what would we have done with it? Wow. Um, but, well, better than what it's doing now. But Sir Isaac Brock is the hero of Canada by saving Canada wow. on this day from uh, a U.S. invasion. Wow. That was set in place by James Madison. Uh, you know, we hear of Dolly Madison and, and her saving the painting mm-hmm. of Washington and stuff like that. But James Madison was, you know, just a tiny guy, but he he was a super intellectual nerdy guy also. Okay. So, but he 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 said if I do this and if I take this, it would break their back. He un- unfortunately was unsuccessful. The war went on on for another three years. Luckily, the U.S. won the war. Um, because I don't like tea that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, this this was the or day snow, that this really. is the day that saved Canada. Okay, wow, very interesting. Yeah, all right. I didn't very know that. Interesting stat. Yeah, yeah. brand new sort of stat. Yeah. Uh, of course, brought to you by Saint Augie's Pizza, right down there in between Riberia and ML King. Go grab yourself a few slices today. They're the best. We absolutely love Saint Augie's Pizza. All right, uh, plugs, Troy. What you got? All right, um, just it should be a beautiful weekend. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to. I think Government Mule is at uh, the amphitheater. Uh, All right, tomorrow night. Yep. So uh, be careful out there. Be aware uh, there are uh, road closures on US One, so be aware of those too. Davey, what you got, man? Hey, check us out for the afternoon show. We got Sammy from the Lighthouse talking about all awesome. these great things happening over there. I'm excited to get a, a good profile in the Lighthouse today. Okay, cool. Clay, what you got? Yeah, you just go out, have some fun this weekend, check out music, and tip the musicians. Yes. And your waitress. Good piece of advice. Yes. And the waitress. And if it's too loud, still tip your waitress. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. It's not her fault. It's Clay's fault. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's my fault. And you shouldn't go to a place that has live music if you don't want to laugh. 
Yeah. That's a good idea. It sounds like this has happened recently, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Click to get those alerts. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. And uh, Davey and I will be back at 3 o'clock. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.